Welcome to the Something Admired podcast. I'm your host, Sophie Haber, and I look forward to opening the space to share inspiring conversations with those I admire. Join me weekly as we dive into inspiring leaders, teachers, and thinkers that have a story to tell. With a desire to connect, and more importantly, a craving to learn, this podcast was born. If there's one thing I'm certain about, it is that the world needs more stories being shared and admirable moments that embed in our memories. And with great pleasure, let us begin together. Welcome to our first Something Admired podcast. I'm your host, Sophie Haber, and I'm so excited about today's episode with Darren Hope. Darren is a holistic facialist, botanical skincare chef, and founder of Earth Tonics. Today, we dive into everything from our personal skincare journey, luxurious home remedies that our skin loves, the culture of skincare and what our ancestors used, as well as how to care for our skin according to our seasonal and hormonal cycle. I am so excited to hand this off to Darren and I will check the show notes to add a promo code so that you can purchase some of Darren's really lovely earth tonics skincare. So be sure to check the show notes and enjoy today's episode. Darren, I am so grateful to have you here. It's been, I know we just mentioned it's been years and I'm really excited to connect with you and dive into all things earth tonic and skin care and holistic beauty. Yeah. So welcome. I'm so, so, so excited to be here and so excited for this podcast. This feels like a very natural uh, medium for you to be exploring. Oh, thank you so much. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm very excited. And it feels like a long time coming, just wanting to capture the stories and voice and wisdom to those, yeah, those that I admire. And on that note, I, (laughs) one, I know one question that I really always love to start with is what is something you admire? Oh my gosh. Um, You know, I really, recently have been um admiring the quality of of care that i see um a lot of my closest people extending to their closest people um and it's i i think it's sort of all coalesced in these last couple years of real like struggle and um and perspective that that we've been gifted through the challenges that we've all experienced but i feel like i'm really in admiration of of seeing um a lot of people that i love really really like learning other people's love language and like just learning to show up for their their closest people in a really beautiful and authentic way it's it's something i've i've um I just, I think it's such a sweet and wonderful gift and it's hard to do for like everyone in your life, 
but um, just noticing, yeah, some really sweet ways that people are um, taking care of each other. Really simple stuff, but it, it's uh, definitely something I've been admiring in others. I can echo that. I feel that tremendously in my community at the moment. And my God, looking just back down through the tunnel of the past few years, it's I think it's, yeah, it's the, um, it's the simplicity of community and that realization of, yeah, realization and admiration of those around you. Yeah. And I think there's also something to, um, like just a level of integrity, just get like something about that up-leveling a lot and like how people are interacting with each other, at least in my circle, which I really love to see. (laughs) But um, yeah, just people like really, I think asking themselves the question, like, what is community? And like, what, what does that really look like? And, and how do I want to show up for my community in my community, however big or small that is. Um, And it's been a really sweet thing to witness. And I just, I just love a high integrity like environment. (laughs) I I feel like that's really all we have at the end of the day, you know, is our, our truth and our, um, our uh, commitment to that truth. 100%. It's the bread and butter. Like, I'm like, my God, what is community at the end of the day? Like, what is that? Um, Yeah. So I think it's just a beautiful reminder. And I love that you brought that to the conversation this morning. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, sure. Great Mm. great question. (laughs) (laughs) And following that, I'd love, yeah, just introduce yourself. Where did you grow up? And yeah, a little bit about yourself. Sure. So um, let's see. I, uh, I was born and raised in Ojai, California, which is a a small town that you're familiar with. (laughs) And for those that aren't familiar with it, it's a really um, wonderful little valley um, in California that is about 15 minutes from the beach and, um, and just a really special place to have gotten to grow up. I feel really um, lucky to have had my childhood here. And then also to have stayed here in my adulthood, um, you know, growing up in a small town, it's generally like the feeling is that you want to get out, even though like Ojai is one of my favorite places um, in the world. <laughs> but when you grow up here, you don't really know that until you uh, you go elsewhere for a short time or a long time. And then you realize that you were uh, raised in a pretty close to paradise situation. So yeah, so I live in Ojai and I make botanical skincare. That's my my um, service and and work right now in life. Um, I've been doing that for about thirteen, going on fourteen years now, which is a little bit mind blowing wow. <laughs> to think about that it's wow. been that long. Um, but yeah, so I'm I'm a real um, plant lover and I love to garden and. And uh, I'm, uh, yeah, right now just um, sharing, I sort of consider myself a skincare chef. So I love alchemy. I love um, distilling plants and, and working with the different plant energies to create something that is really nourishing and healing for the body. Um, 
I'm really fascinated by the way that our relationship to our skin can really affect change in our lives and, and sort of ripple out in these really beautiful ways. Um, and I'm also really interested in sort of deconstructing and, and kind of finding a way through all these really toxic beauty standards that a lot of us have been sort of indoctrinated with from a really young age, myself included, and um, figuring out sort of what is true about there still needing to be some level of care in, in how we um, interact and interface with our bodies, but like, how can we do that in a way that is truly holistic and nourishing and, um, and not, you know, from this perspective of fixing or, uh, or changing ourselves, um, really being in a place of acceptance and then working to restore our health from uh, a really loving place. So that's, that's kind of my jam. <laughs> Give me some of that. Goodness. So beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and I know that's sort of how we originally connected and, um, you know, I know you've been like in the modeling world and, you know, done, done certain things. And I, I have a history. I think we've spoken about at one time of, you know, being an actor when I was kind of a teenager and thinking that was a path that I was going to go down. And have you had to interface with a lot of, um, a lot of that kind of toxicity or is that something that sort of uh, maybe is more in hopefully in the past than I, I imagine it, it is. Mm, great question. Well, actually skin, like specifically in the modeling industry, you know, your skin is that first layer of how you kind of meet the world around you and specifically with um you know having a camera in front of your face or going to castings and that is your you're wearing your heart on your shoulder essentially so at the end of the day it was really about your appearance and I you know it's funny I never really I kind of grew up with great skin I think I was grateful to have that I didn't have um, I didn't have a difficult journey with my skin uh, for say, but what I did I did have hormonal acne um, here and there, and it did come up throughout my cycle, which I'd love to dive deeper into later. Yeah. But I actually, yeah, I think what was really fun, what was hilarious, was you were. I went to you as one of my first facials that was non-invasive. And when I mean non-invasive, it was this holistic experience where it was like all my senses were awakened, everything from my, mm. you know, my, my smell to the sound of the steam, to the music, to the trickle of the waterfall in your beautiful space, to, you know, the feeling of touch. So it was a real sensory experience. And I think that's what really opened my eyes to, oh, there is a different way of treating my skin and, and it doesn't have to be a get a facial every month to, you know, follow this protocol to look beautiful. It was more a invitation to kind of come back home to myself. And I love that it was with you and, and that I'm really truly awakened. I'm honored. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting because, um, that it's a journey that I have also been on. I didn't have as uh, you know, I didn't win the genetic lottery quite 
like you did, it sounds like. <laughs> I struggled a lot with my skin when I was younger and I have very, very sensitive skin and very breakout prone skin. So I definitely have, um, you know, been down lots of different pathways on that journey before I found sort of what worked for me, which is a more holistic approach and, you know, understanding that the, the skin is a reflection of your health in a lot of ways. And it can, could give you clues into um, what might be going on in your system or just where, where you're like, if your skin is at, is feeling like it's um, having some sort of a, an experience, maybe that's an indication of, of something within or even in your emotional body that needs support. So um, the skin really tells a tale of what's going on. And it's so directly linked to our nervous system. It's, it's the tissue that develops in tandem with the nervous system as when we're in utero. So mm. when we actually meet our skin with um, and touch ourselves in a way that is is loving and um, down-regulating. It can actually have pretty profound effects on um, our ability to heal and our ability to um, really get ourselves to a more stable place on a, on a nervous system level. So I love that that part of the reason I loved having a space for so long is um, being able to sort of clue people into that. Like you're you're talking about, it's an experience of oh yeah, this doesn't have to be just like this very procedural thing where we're looking at our skin as this sort of like separate entity from ourselves that we're, um, you know, controlling <laughs> in some way. It's really more of a conversation and a, um, and a listening more than anything. Yeah. A listening, definitely. And on that note, how did you listen to your own skin? You know, what was your, I know you mentioned briefly on your skin journey, but what was that, I guess, ally or resource that came to you that, yeah, essentially kind of brought you to where you are now? Yeah, well, you know, a lot of the, a lot of my first experiences um, in that, you know, it, when I was struggling with my skin was really that uh, desire to, have power over, you know, this kind of like feeling that I could, you know, make my skin submit <laughs> to my, to my will, if I used, you know, the right chemicals or did the right series of peels or whatever. But, um, you know, the more I, the more I simplified, the more I was able to, um, to really like listen and tune in. And one of my first experiences with, um, gaining some, some gaining more of a relationship with my skin is really, um, early on before I even had my product line, I started just doing olive oil cleansing where I would use olive oil and wash my face with nothing but olive oil, no essential oils in it, nothing like that. And, and I, I consider that almost like a, um, almost like an elimination diet for your skin, you know, in this world where we use like a bajillion different products, like a lot of the time, especially when we're up against, you know, a skin experience that we're not really enjoying. We tend to just reach for anything and try all the things at once when really like sometimes the best thing is to just do this sort of like cleanse for your skin with olive oil, which is a really healing um, and very neutral 
uh, ingredient to be using on your skin. And then you can kind of get to a place of homeostasis because I think what people forget about the skin um, and its function is that its primary function is to be a barrier. You know, it's our first line of defense when we're encountering the world and it has a a really uh, important function as far as our immune system. So if we're experiencing, um, you know, acne or rosacea or any kind of um, sensitivity, it's often an indication that we're not, um, that we're not honoring that barrier function, that, that real uh, boundary sort of function that it has. So that was, that was one of the ways that things started for me. And then um, just sort of listening, like to, as I was uh, learning more about herbs and different plants and their healing energies, I, I was able to um, sort of just get these whispers of what, or, you know, what it really was is more of this draw to touch something. Like if I, for instance, like I was feeling really drawn to calendula in the beginning, which is this very, very um, common healing herb that grows in a lot of gardens um, and is very easy to grow, but it's really great for um, healing, scarring and softening the skin and just generally soothing. And that's really what my skin was craving. And I, you know, this is before I really knew a lot about different plants, but I think intuitively we can really um, rely on, on just what we're naturally drawn to, uh, to begin that process. If we've never been, been down that road at all. Love that you said the word both the words, and I'm going to reflect it back to you, but boundary and listening. I think, you know, when you look at both the physical and then also the emotional side of, or the energetical side of skin, like you were talking about the dermal layer, it's so fascinating that just having some sense of boundary with the outside world as well creates a, con- a deeper connection, you know, with yourself and the nervous system and then listening like you're drawn to calendula and also, again, like simplifying, stripping everything back to then discover, oh, actually, you know, the skin has its own natural cleansing process and you kind of just have to allow it to get back to baseline to then. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's a lot, um, you know, a lot of what the beauty industry has done in, in the last, you know, hundred years or so is really make us feel like our body's not going to function without all these different things, (laughs) Mm. you know, and it's really, it's really done a disservice to, um, you know, really for, it's really like kept us from seeing the miracle that is how our body functions without any support. And now that's not saying that we don't, we can't support ourselves internally and externally with really beautiful, clean ingredients. But it, I, I really like, I really see the correlation and the sort of um, the, the macrocosm of what we've kind of done, at least in Western culture in the last, you know, hundred to 200 years where it, it even in like, look at, permaculture, for instance, or our farming practices. It's like, we've really, you know, we have an issue, let's say with a a certain um, bug that's, you know, destroying our crops. So we 
you know, use Roundup and just kind of, it works for in the short term and it, you know, fixes the issue in the short term, but in the long term, what does it do? It destroys the microbiome of the soil. And over time, suddenly the function isn't working anymore. And I feel like that's a lot of what's happened even in how we interact, interface with our bodies and specifically in skincare, you know, we have, uh, you know, we have an issue that we're trying to fix and we just go in with like guns blazing with like all the acids and peels and like doing all the stuff, which in the short term, yeah, it looks, it, there's an effect that it has on the skin. Um, but over the long term, what does it do? It actually destroys our microbiome and it, it really keeps the skin from operating in its natural flow. So with, with the product line that I've created, it's really there to enhance what your skin does naturally and um, help you just to kind of give it a little boost here and there that it needs rather than, you know, trying to dominate your body's natural, natural um, process. And you use things like flowers, mushrooms, roots, fruits, and different leaves that are all natural and at the end of the day it's I think you know personally for me your products the one that I was so drawn to was the immortal it was the mushroom um and redwood uh yeah the, the immortal mushroom milk. the immortal mushroom milk yeah I love that one. Oh, it is so so soothing and my skin just instantly it just felt like, okay, that's exactly what it needed. And instead of, um, like you said, you know, an acid peel or uh, something that was a little bit more jarring to the skin, but something that's gentle, but also so uh, goes a really long way. And yeah, I'm a huge, I'm a huge mushroom fan. I think that like mushrooms are going to save us. <laughs> I think they're going to save the planet on so many levels. Like, I mean, when I look at the technology that is um and all the things that are being invented from using these different mushrooms i'm just like okay this is like it's just it gives me hope and so i really um in creating that product i i wanted to really interface with the mushrooms and like bring like uh, be able to anoint myself with them and it's so amazing how they work with the skin because you know like when you take them internally they're um their, uh, you know, their ability to sort of hone in on where the damage is, the inte natural intelligence in, in how they work with our biology is so incredible. And, um, and they're just such an anti-inflammatory um, ingredient to use. And, and for the skin, you know, so many <clears throat> of the issues that we encounter with skin, whether it's um, a loss of elasticity or, you know, breakouts or redness or irritation, all of that, the underlying cause there is some level of inflammation where the body is not able to do its proactive, um, you know, healing things like producing elastin and collagen. It's really working when there's inflammation to calm, like basically they're like putting out fires all the time, you know, mm -hmm. the body is, the cells are. So when we're able to use something like a mushroom to calm the, the overall inflammation in the body, suddenly there's this there, like the body is able to catch up and sort of 
actually do these proactive things that make our skin just glow from the inside out and help to even skin tone and, and reduce uh, inflammation like around breakouts or, or redness. And I just am in awe of, you know, it's every time I'm formulating, it's really just this, this like process of listening and, and mixing things together, but then just standing back with the finished product and being like, Oh my God, like I, these, these ingredients are just like so incredibly intelligent and, um, and bioavailable. It blows me away every time. It's, it's really wonderful to see and witness people being able to, to move into more confidence in their skin is my favorite thing ever. Cause I've definitely experienced that. And my skin is at a place now that it, I never thought it would be in, um, considering all the low points that I've, uh, I've had. So it, it really is, is a fun process. And even with that, with someone listening who is experiencing some skin flare or just frustration with um, confidence in yourself and your skin, there's this one saying, and I think we've, yeah, we've spoke, definitely spoken on this before, but that our skin turns over every 28 days and how that is essentially, I mean, yes, roughly 28 days and how that's connected to the menstrual cycle in women but as well as the seasonal cycle. So if you're male and you're listening to this as well, like every season you have a different experience with the skin and maybe touch briefly on like, walk us through the skin cycle and how that relates to the menstrual cycle. Yeah. So um, let's see. So if we're, um, if we're looking at Okay, let's let's pretend you just finished your period, okay? So you finish um, bleeding. That means you're headed into what is called the follicular phase. And that's when, you know, the follicle stimulating hormone that um, increases to prepare eggs for ovulation, that's starting to pick up a little bit over time, you know, in the next couple of weeks or so, estrogen starts to increase increase. And it's sort of like, it's sort of like coming out of winter into spring, like for your skin, you know, it's when you're actually bleeding, that's a place where you have a a pretty low hormonal, um, uh, your hormones are low. So you're starting at this place and then it's building and things are stored, starting to, um, kind of hormones are building as you're reaching toward that ovulation point. So that's Mm. a time where, you know, in the beginning of that, you might be feeling a little bit lackluster. Um, and that's a real a time to really, really nourish, like when you're bleeding and, and coming out of that bleed cycle, it's a time to really feed the skin um, and really give it a little extra, um, a little extra nutrients, especially um, and like oils and things like that, that are breathable and really going to help to um, to bring a little extra nutrients to the skin. So then we reach this point kind of at the peak of that follicular phase, which is your ovulation point. Um, If you're someone who ovulates, um, you can also, if you're not someone who has a cycle, this is kind of in, uh, you can look at the moon cycle in the same way, um, which is also, you know, interestingly enough about 28 days. (laughs) Mm. Um, 
And, you know, during um, ovulation, that's when all of the juicy hormones are at their peak. So if you are someone who is, um, has a, a menstrual cycle, that's when you might feel like really fantastic. <laughs> um, as far as how your skin is looking, you're probably a little less likely to be breaking out. Um, and at that point, it's like a really great time to just relish the being just naturally um, in a, in a pretty balanced place. It's a good time to sort of step back from if you're someone who wears makeup um, to kind of just let your skin breathe and your skin might feel a little bit more dewy and naturally oily in that time. So um, it's a great time to do a little bit of lymph drainage, maybe with a gua sha and just allow, um, I, I love doing a little bit of facial massage during that time. You'll, your skin will feel really plump and juicy. And then comes the, um, the, uh, um, luteal phase, which is, you know, sort of the other side of that cycle coming down from that peak and, um, progesterone, uh, is starting to rise and then it just, and then it drops pretty drastically just before you start to bleed. So, you know, this is the time where people experience a range of emotions. Um, sometimes people feel really wonderfully in tune with themselves. And, and uh, I think PMS kind of gets a bad rap. <laughs> mm. um, but I think there's so much truth to be found in this time. Um, I know for myself, even though I can get a little bit emotionally charged, um, and things might feel a little bit more magnified than usual, like, I kind of have started to see this as like, like, I am in so in tune with my truth. It's sort of like holding a magnifying glass over what is true for me. And, um, you know, there are lots of things you can do topically to sort of support your skin during this time um, to just really support it with anti-inflammatory. This is a great time to be using the, the mushroom milk that we just talked about and to give your skin a little extra love and also give yourself a lot of extra rest. Um, and then I also always like to mention that, you know, because emotions are high at this time, that can really easily translate into, you know, skin eruptions or, um, you know, again, that barrier function, if you're feeling like you don't have the correct boundaries in place for yourself emotionally, you might find that stress showing up in your skin um, because it's all related. If we don't take care of ourselves emotionally and relationally, that stress that can be caused there is, you know, that shows up as, as different um, adrenaline spikes and, and frustrations that can really uh, translate to skin issues. So um, it's really an important time to be super gentle with yourself and avoid, you know, negative self-talk. And, and if you're someone who is prone to like really picking at their skin, that's a time to really just keep, keep that, um, keep a, a commitment to yourself to be really kind. Um, I think that's personally speaking where I can tend to spin out the most. <laughs> I don't know if you can relate to that at all. Definitely. definitely. Um, yeah. And then of course comes the, um, your, the actual bleeding part of the cycle, the, the menzies. And um, that is, a lot of the, and you know, when I say all of this stuff, every body is different. So um, it's, it's always uh, something to investigate for yourself and it can be helpful to track with like a, 
um, uh, an app. I use the natural cycles app to kind of keep track of my, um, my cycle and like anything that I'm noticing throughout the time. But I honestly love to, um, when I'm actually in the bleeding phase to, um, that's the time where I like to do a mask or I really like to, uh, just really honor myself and even, um, even interface and, and use the blood that, that I'm eliminating in my skincare cycle, which, you know, some people are like, Whoa, what? (laughs) But I really, I really implore you that if you've never like actually touched and, uh, like used that the, the blood that you're releasing is like some of the most nutrient dense stuff. It's, it's there to like support a, uh, a child, (laughs) you know, that could potentially be coming through. So, you know, even if it, um, is just a small anointing that you do on your forehead, um, that can be a really powerful, um, a really powerful ritual to sort of honor all that your body does. Women's bodies are amazing. Like what they do every month. And, and, um, the fact that we are, you know, able to, or most of us are able to, to, um, create life and, and, uh, and support life in that way. Um, even if it's not by giving birth, but just through our noticing of, of the subtleties of this cycle, I think that's such a, um, an important thing to honor. It's such an intuitive process, isn't it? Like, as you were saying this, I just, kind of came back to like, okay, yeah, like normally when that happens, I do start to feel like my skin gets either more oily and then it starts to, you know, a little bit of redness comes or heat starts to build. Mm -hmm. And I'm naturally drawn to, I guess, when I'm, when my intuition's stronger, I'm drawn to the certain things to align with what my skin is doing. And even like you mentioned, like using menstrual blood and uh, I know I was speaking to someone the other day, but like goat's milk um, or even just raw milk using oh, that yeah. as, you know, I feel like that's such an ancestral, uh, like a very primitive thing. But it's, uh, again, coming back to the simplicity of using things that were back in the day, that was really the, you know, olive oil, I think like, who was it? Like Cleopatra or someone used Maybe it was, maybe she was the raw milk goddess. Um, yes, but one of definitely. Them. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all of the, yeah, it's, it's incredible. Um, I love like hearing about what, you know, what people have used in their, that's something that's super fascinating to me is sort of like these cultural and ancestral um, rituals that, that people have done. And, you know, of course they're not all great. Some of them are like, you know, we used to put this lead in our face mask and you're like, okay, good thing we figured out that's not a good idea, but we've evolved again, when we stick with really natural plant-based remedies, I think, um, our intuition is our best, our best friend, you know, we can really, and again, even when I explain this whole cycle, it's like, everybody is different and everyone experiences their, um, their cycle differently. And there might be a similar thing going on hormonally, but what one person needs and desires is, you know, it's not the same across the board. So your intuition, like no one's living in in your body. And, um, it's so important to just like 
tune in, you know, and get, give ourselves enough rest and quiet to be able to actually touch in with how can I best support myself right now? And it, it kind of goes back to what you had talked about in the beginning, uh, what, what your question about what I have been admiring. And, you know, I mentioned people caring for each other and really listening and, and tuning into how they can care for their closest people. It's like, I think we're so often extending that to those that we love around us before we even give ourselves the chance to, to be on the receiving end of that kind of kindness. And um, it's kind of a shame, you know, it's like, yeah. we can be, we can be our, our own healers in um, such a real way. And uh, no one's living in your body. No one knows how to care for your body like you can. And uh, I think it's, it's something that we can all, it's a muscle we can all sort of flex a little bit more. Um, Definitely. And it's also so juicy. Like I know for me, when I have a, you know, a time to myself, one thing that comes to mind where I'm like, that is a necessity is a face mask. And I don't know yes. why or what it is, but it feels just so like back in the day, my sister and I, we used to just have spa day and we would, we would, <laughs> we would you know, do all the things, but then, yeah, you know, face mask was one of them. And, and even like when we had a skip school day where like one of us would get lice or, you know, we would <laughs> We would just, you had lice and you had, we had a face mask on though. <laughs> oh my God. My mom would be like, okay, it's spa day. And we'd have the three girls. We'd be doing oatmeal. What did we do? We do oatmeal masks. And yes. um, my mom would then just comb through our hair and get all the nits out. Oh and- my God. That's <laughs> so sweet. That's such an Ojai life. Did Were you in Ojai at that point? Well, actually, no. So we grew up in Los Angeles and then we moved to Santa Barbara. So I think, yeah, it actually was in Santa Barbara, which is very similar. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. No, totally. It's just, like, I, I, yeah. Public school, you know, it wasn't, it was, it was hilarious. Um, oh my God. I definitely have similar memories, but I didn't have sisters. And so I, <laughs> I grew yeah. up with a mom that um, we did a lot of like clay masks, um, she, my mom is a really um, independent woman who does not wear, has never worn a stitch of makeup in her life, has never like done anything to her hair ever. Like she has like silver hair and she's like, I really admire that about her. But um, like even she would, you know, um, she she was like really into clay masks. And because my grandmother, her mom swore by castor oil she was like a castor oil, you know, put that on ed- on everything, which, you know, it does. Edgar Casey said castor oil is like the palm of Christ. It heals anything. And that's, um, mm. that's something that like my grandmother really took to heart. And, and it is like a pretty miraculous ingredient, honestly. I've heard of castor oil and specifically for like, um, pelvic pain and menstrual cramps. Um, but yeah, it has this crazy ability to penetrate. Like, I think it's like five millimeters deep under the skin. So you can actually use it to, um, deliver like it's a very common, uh, herbal remedy is like a castor oil pack where you, um, you know, you put some sort of remedy, maybe like a, 
uh, infused oil onto your skin. And then you put like a hot rag that's soaked in castor oil over that with some heat over it. And it really can infuse in. So it can work with like menstrual cramps, or you can use it for um, mastitis for women who are, um, or people who are breastfeeding. Um, it's, it's a pretty, pretty interesting ingredient. Yeah. Amazing. And so let's just kind of like, we'll go through it really quickly, but just, um, for anyone who's listening, get your notebook out. Cause I feel like for me, I always, I always take note on what are, you know, home remedies that I can use specifically for my skin. Um, let's say it's spa day, or I have an evening to myself or a morning. Um, or if you're just listening to this and you'd like to listen to it with a face mask, you, um, yes. what are, what are a few ingredients that could just be found you know, in your home that you can use? Sure. Well, if you, um, some of my favorites that, um, you know, if I'm just kind of, okay. Like a lot of the time I'll make a smoothie in the morning and I swear like most of, most of those smoothies would be excellent face masks. If you just take a little bit and put that on. So any kind of, um, fruit, different fruits have different, like, um, alpha hydroxy acids, for instance, strawberries is a really great source of that. And that'll be a nice brightening kind of softening treatment for the skin. So fruits are a wonderful way to treat the skin and using things that are in season is also going to be supportive of your skin in that season. So, you know, when apricots are in season, you better believe that vitamin A is something your body's really going to want to use. And you can mash that up and apply that as like a pulp to the skin. The only thing I would recommend when I talk about fruit is um, you for the most part want to avoid uh, a lot of citrus on the skin because that can be a little um, photosensitizing, meaning that it can make your skin a little bit more sensitive to sunlight. So if you're in a really sunny place, um, that, that would be something to know. Um, I love honey. Raw honey is just a gift from mother earth (laughs) and the bees. Honey is such an amazing ingredient and I use it in my honey and bamboo facial scrub, which is infused with all kinds of different herbs and brightening, um, brightening botanicals. Um, So that's kind of like a, a wonderful little extra treatment. But if you just have some raw honey at home, that is a fantastic way to treat the skin with, you know, all of these, prebiotics, which help feed the microbiome of the skin. It's sort of like a feast for your, your, um, the, the beneficial bacteria that help your skin function properly. Um, it's also very brightening and has lots of B vitamins, which this, the skin really loves. Um, I also love yogurt, like full fat, plain organic Mm -hmm. yogurt is also just fantastic probiotics. Again, we're like talking about the microbiome and how to support all the, the, um, the flora that's on the skin that is actually so imperative to that, that it's main is maintained and exists. Um, and then any combination of those three things. So like yogurt, honey, and fruit, those can be used in different combinations and will make like a really luscious consistency too. Um, it can be fun to sort of also like, because these ingredients are pretty, um, cost-effective, 
you can really make a big batch of it and like do your face and neck and chest and shoulders and maybe your upper back. Like these are all areas that, um, you know, really feel luxurious to kind of treat, um, in, in, in a more complete way and not just, you know, save, save it for your face. You can do the whole, whole shebang. I love that. I'm just visualizing you having a smoothie and then coating yourself in the smoothie. Like I would so do the same thing. And that's amazing. (laughs) I mean, pretty much. (laughs) Ever since I was a kid, I'm someone who just like, I just, when I, there's something I like, I just want to like rub it on my body. Yes, it's this like real like kind of touch cognition that I have. It's like how I how I gain information <laughs> or something. I'm not sure. I'm okay. not someone who's a a super logical person. It, it's like I feel like so much of what I know about the world is not something I could explain in language, but it's through this like somatic experiencing. Um, through, through my body and through like my skin is how I I've really interfaced with the world. Um, most organically, I would say. Mm, it's, I, and it's so natural and beautiful that you have that connection to yourself and your skin and your intuition at the end of the day. Um, and okay. So walk us through Briefly, like I know it's such an individualized experience, but what is your, what is your skincare routine? Um, Mm. Something like, and maybe like, maybe we could back up a little bit, like a baseline for someone who is just looking to build a better relationship to their skin. Um, What would your, from sunrise to sunset, what would you recommend? So of course this is individual, um, as far as how much time you have, like, you know, what I might recommend for a mother of a toddler might be a little different Mm. than, you know, someone who has lots of time on their hands, but I am actually someone who's relatively, well, arguably low maintenance when it comes to my skincare routine. So some days I really like to go all out with it. And there's most days where I'm just busy and there's lots to do um, or, you know, lots, lots that I need to get into. And I, I can't like luxuriate in a whole hour long <laughs> session with my skin. So um, I think it's important when you wake up to, um, to at least splash some water on your face because our body is going through kind of an, um, a detoxing process while we sleep. So I, I don't always use a cleanser in the morning. Sometimes I do. Um, but I think just, refreshing the skin with uh, some splashes of cold water is first of all, a great way to wake up and kind of bring some blood flow to the skin. Um, but it's also, um, just will, will kind of get any sweat or, you know, debris from your pillowcase, um, off of your skin. Um, and then it's important to sort of restore the pH of your skin. So I'll use my botanical toning mist and I just sort of drench my skin in that. That's a blend of hydrosols, um, rose, tulsi, uh, orange blossom hydrosols. So those really are just like a nice booster for the skin. And then during the day, I tend to, um, sort of go light on my moisturizers and I'll look, you know, I, I have obviously everything at my disposal that I make. (laughs) So I will, um, sort of reach toward 
one of my three moisturizers. And a lot of the time it's the mushroom milk that I, I go for first and I'll just do a couple pumps of that. And I always like to take a moment, especially in the morning to massage that into the skin and really help, um, help kind of start the lymph drainage process, um, early on in the day. So that means, you know, working down the sides of my neck and, um, from the midline of the face out to the sides and then down and kind of that off ramp that's right below the ear where the jaw meets the neck, like really working that, that off ramp to get some, some lymph flowing, which will help if there's any puffiness from like, you know, sleeping on my face as I generally do, (laughs) um, that will really help kind of move that stuff through. If you're someone who's a little bit more on the dry side, you might layer, you know, and one of our, um, uh, our facial oil over that or our repair cream over that, but it's all, that's all very, um, individual and we have a a nice skincare quiz on our website if you're interested in looking at earth tonics products that might work for you that will give you sort of an indication of what would be best for you in an am and pm routine um but then i also like to throughout the day i keep that uh the botanical mist handy and that's something i use to just sort of reset especially if i'm you know between tasks or i have to sort of like switch where my my brain into a different, you know, mode. I I've been listening to this book that's called, um, peak mind. Have you heard of this book? No, I'm going to write it. Okay. It's really fantastic. Peak mind. I can't remember the name of the author, but it's this woman who's done all of this, all of the study in, um, uh, about attention and how our attention, um, how attention works and why it works the way it does. And, one thing that really stuck with me is just, you know, if you imagine our, our attention being a whiteboard, like we can't have too many things on the whiteboard at, and, and actually be able to focus on all of them at the same time, we can kind of only have like one thing on the whiteboard at a time. So if you are someone like me, who's a small business owner, or you, you know, you have kids or you have a career where that's like, you know, your brain's going in all these different directions, it can be really wonderful to have a tool that helps you sort of like take a moment, take a pause, be mindful about, okay, I'm going to take a moment to do some deep breathing and then I will switch to my next task that might be completely different from what you were just doing. Um, So I use a lot of the time I use skincare as a tool to sort of ground my body, come back to my body, especially when I've been in a lot of, um, in a real mental place of having to like, you know, think about this and then that and this and like my brains and all these different places. I think it's really important to come back to the skin or to the, to a stretch or something like that. So a little bit of, I'm digressing a little bit, but, (laughs) but I, I feel that skincare has sort of been made to be this thing. That is something that we do to look better. And in, for me, it has so much more to do with my relationship with myself and the way that I interface with my nervous system that I really like to sort of just offer that um, as a as a suggestion or just as some information for maybe someone who hasn't thought of, of skincare in that way. Um, so yeah, and then in the evening is when I usually luxuriate a little bit more in my um, 
in my process with my skincare. And I do a, one of my favorite things at the end of the day, this is how I know I'm like switching into my evening chill turn off, you know, all devices mode is um, doing a cleanse, like cleansing my skin. And I use our cardamom, cardamom cream cleanser. That's the, the cleanser that we offer. That's really, um, really creamy. It's like, it's like pudding. It's so, it's like the best consistency ever. It's like creme brulee and you massage it into the skin. It melts away any makeup, um, any dirt, debris, sunscreen, anything like that. And I really take my time with that because, you know, as I'm massaging my skin and letting the cleanser do its work topically, again, I'm also working the lymph, I'm creating microcirculation in the face, and that's bringing blood flow, it's helping to bring nutrients to the skin and eliminate uh, toxins through the lymph. So I like, I think cleansing is one of the most underrated uh, parts of a skincare routine. A lot of people are also using cleansers that are really um, stripping to the skin. And that's why I love the cleanser that, um, that we make is because it's just really nourishing and it leaves that whole juicy um, lipid layer intact, which is, is just the most important um, part of that barrier function to the skin. So I do that and then I'll um, oftentimes uh, use my honey and bamboo facial scrub. If I'm gonna be showering, I love to put that on before I shower. And that's the, the product that I mentioned, uh, I think, a moment ago when we were talking about honey, but it's it's a mask and scrub in one. So it's a, a really lovely exfoliant that you can then let sit as a mask. And I usually like to wear that when I'm in the shower and let the, the steam kind of activate the enzymes that are in there. Um, and yeah, that that for me is like if I'm doing a really more complete kind of facial for myself. So like on a nice Sunday or something, when I have a little extra time, I'll do that. And then I'll come out and layer my, um, my moisturizer. So again, uh, starting with my mushroom milk, and then I'll maybe put on the, um, the common replenish oil. And I, I love to use gua sha. Gua sha is one of my favorite, um, ways to kind of Okay, tell me if this is true for you, but I feel like, especially in the last couple of years, I have felt such a, um, we've all been under so much stress and I can really see that in my face <laughs> as someone who doesn't get Botox and, you know, I'm not interested in doing that. I think one of the things that's really interesting about, um, about noticing different lines that we have in our skin and, and little fine lines that are forming is oftentimes they're really reflective of emotional states that we spend a lot of time in because, you know, these lines show up when we're holding certain expressions. So sometimes those things they are from laughter and that's wonderful. Those are the, in my opinion, the best kinds of lines to have. And they just really show a face that's lived a lot of joy and, and, um, I think that's so beautiful, but I definitely like, for instance, in myself, I notice on days when I've been really concentrating or stressed out, like the furrowed brow, like that's something that I don't judge, but I definitely can look back on my day and say, wow, this is, this is a day that I've really been holding a lot of tension in my face, you know, and just like any other part of the body, we don't, we want to keep energy flowing. And when our 
energy is stagnant in our face and like there's a lot of tension being held there, there's not necessarily ener- energy flowing through those points. So that's when I get out my gua sha tool and I like to, you know, really work out um, and imagine my my face widening and relaxing. And, um, and I think it's a beautiful way to sort of decompress from the day. I, d- I definitely feel my emotional state sort of relaxing as my facial muscles relax and, and, um, widen and open up. Mm, Thank you for sharing that. I totally went on a journey. (laughs) I'm so inspired to finish my day today in a way that I have just that presence with my skin and that connection. And I actually, I have your um, products, which I absolutely love and I've used for probably the past, like, five years now or like, yeah, around then, which is amazing. Um, And this conversation, Darren, has just been so juicy and inspiring. And I've written down so many little notes that I'm going to add to, (laughs) I'm going to add to the resource link. So once this episode goes live, I'll put together a little um, guide so everyone can click um, and find some of your products to then follow along with each of the regimens that you've kind of touched on and some of the home remedies and that book. I really am excited to look into. Um, Oh yeah, definitely check it out. And thank you so much for letting me just go off on my favorite thing in the world, (laughs) which is skincare. I'm so, uh, I'm so grateful for, uh, yeah, for you allowing me to kind of, um, go on, go on my own little journey with that. I think I, um, I think I'm needing to do it myself, which is why I, uh, I really went there, (laughs) that description. I felt the passion so alive in your voice. And I was like, (laughs) yes, you have re-inspired me to connect with my skin in a way that I really know it's craving. Cause as we're going into fall here, it's, I feel like that's the time, like that's the season that I really hone in on my routine and my rituals mm. and specifically with skincare. So I'm, I'm so excited. Thank you. You're so welcome. Thank you so much for having me. And, um, and yeah, final thoughts. It's just all about being, um, being really kind to yourself through the whole process. Cause man, just like any mindfulness practice, it's like little things come up and you, it, it's really easy to get um, in a really, you know, sour place with ourselves or, or be not offer ourselves the same kindness that we would to someone else. Or again, that care that we might extend to a dear friend. It's like, we don't always give that to ourselves. So that is really at the crux of all of this is just um, maintaining that level of care and, and uh, intentionality as you, as you interface with your own amazing body. So true words of wisdom. Awesome, Sophie. Thank you.